Welcome to The Marissa Morrison Show, where you'll discover your inner power to create the life you desire. I'm Marissa, and I began my business as a 19-year-old, single mom, broke, and in college. Today, I run a seven-figure business that teaches entrepreneurs how they can have it all without the frustration and overwhelm. Abundance, peace, joy, and overflowing love are available to you. And I'm here to show you the way to a richer, more vibrant life that radiates into your business, bringing you higher profits and profound fulfillment. You see, when you connect with the miracle that is you, you become an unstoppable force that doesn't need to push for success. Consider this an invitation to step into a new world of possibilities, empowering perspectives, and radical breakthroughs. Buckle up and get ready to see the world around you in an entirely new light. This is your life, and you don't need to wait to experience your dreams. It all starts now. Hello, gorgeous soul, and welcome back to another joyful conversation with yours truly. If you are someone who likes to talk about money, then you're going to love this conversation. Today, I am pulling back the curtain and really revealing in my time of reflection and asking myself, what are the biggest things that I believe allowed me to manifest and experience my first million dollars? I'm going to share those five things with you. And I really and truly believe that these actions, these elements, this part of my journey is what has allowed me to experience abundance, not only in that first million dollars, but the continuation year after year after year in growth within our financial freedom, but also in our experience of life. Because let me tell you, whenever I first set out in business, you know, I think the first goal was that six figures. And I think six figures is abundant. And I think it's important to pause right here and just say a million dollars is really exciting and fun. But at the end of the day, I think that what is abundant for one person is not the definition of abundance for another. What I have found is that it's really more about what is your dream life? What experiences do you desire on a daily basis? And what financial circumstances provides that freedom for you? And for some people, it is just a hundred thousand bucks. That's all I need, you know, and they experience that and they're at peace and that's their abundance. That is their freedom. But for some people, maybe there's bigger dreams and there's no dream that is better than the other. There's no amount of money that's better than the other. It really comes down to what is important to you. What is valuable to you in this lifetime? What do you want to experience? How do you want to contribute to others here on this planet? And what dollar figure really provides that for you? I find that there can be this hamster wheel of seek and achieving, and then it's just not enough. So then we have to go for more. And this is instilled in us within our education system, especially and growing up, wanting to you know, get better grades and get into the right college and, you know, move forward with sports and looking out at our lives and saying, oh, well, this career makes this much money. And we're constantly seeking to be enough, to achieve enough. And it really creates this joy within us. Achievement is very fun. Yes. But ultimately there's no achievement that is truly long lasting. The only achievement that gives you peace beyond understanding is your stability within, your certainty and your relationship with yourself and with God, source, universe, knowing that no matter what, you are going to be okay. I really love to preface all conversations around money with the fact that money is fun. (laughs) Money is exciting. And you can have however much you want. And I feel a deep purpose within and guiding you to experience that truth for yourself. There can be so many limitations within our minds that make us believe that it's not true, but I'm here to tell you that it really, really is true. I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it in other people's lives. But ultimately, what brings us true fulfillment can only be found within. And that is what I am ultimately the most passionate about. And so I want to let you know that there is a worthiness within you. 
a deservingness within you just simply by being here on this planet that you are worthy of a million bucks. Whatever that number is for you, if it's 100,000, if it's 50,000, there's no amount that isn't good enough. It really is about the individual behind the vision. And so I just want to honor that. And I believe that these five things that I'm going to share with you will empower you regardless of if you're wanting to hit a million bucks or if you're just looking at that 100,000 and saying, you know what, that really would be great for me. All of it is worthy. All of it is beautiful. And you are right where you need to be. And so I just want to honor you at your point in your journey. And so I'm going to dig in here. I'm going to share the five things that I did that I really believed helped me reach my first million dollars. And as my journey has continued, these are the five things that I continue to go back to, to sharpen and to expand on and to really take inward inventory of, you know, have I fallen short in these areas? Have I lost connection to myself in these areas is really a better way to say it. Because ultimately, none of us actually ever fall short. We're always right where we need to be, even in the darkness and in the valleys. We are gaining so much that sometimes we just can't see. But I promise you, it leads to something so much more beautiful than you could ever imagine. And so the first thing for me when it comes to bringing in that first million dollars is really getting crystal clear on two things. And the first is, who I'm here to impact and how. In the beginning, this can be really challenging. I remember back whenever I was first coaching female entrepreneurs, it was in photography and specifically wedding photography. And even within that niche, it still was a challenge for so many of my clients to narrow in on who am I actually serving? What are their interests? What are their habits? What really is valuable to them? And so I know that if you are looking at a broader audience, it can feel even more challenging. And what I have discovered in my own journey is that the people that I'm able to help the most are the people that are a similar or previous version of myself. I have experienced so many different experiences in this life. If you haven't listened to my life story, definitely go check it out. Although, you know, I love to share about how I'm living my dream life today and how I have experienced this financial freedom, at the end of the day, my journey wasn't all roses and rainbows and unicorns. (laughs) Like my journey is full of trauma and setback and heartbreak and devastation. And I think that it's important to share my story because It empowers you to know that no matter what you've done, no matter what you've gone through, no matter what story in your mind that you believe is a proof for your mind that, hey, I'm not going to reach that level of success because X, Y, and Z. You know, I wasn't good enough then, so why would I be good enough now? It's like, if you can just hear my own story and see where I am today, it shows you that nothing is impossible and that really and truly everything begins and ends with you. And so for me, that is who I know that I'm able to impact the most. And so getting really clear on this is something that I continue to do day by day. And through experience is where I really gain the most wisdom in this area. And it really just depends. You know, if you're selling a product, it might look a little different. If you're selling a service, it's going to be a little different. But ultimately, really knowing your area of expertise and who's going to benefit from it the most. Knowing your ideal client is absolutely vital in building a strong business and being able to scale it to a million dollars. And then, of course, knowing how. The how is so important. And when it comes to manifesting your dreams, the how and the when are actually elements that we have to let go of. But in building a business, knowing the how and expanding on the how, identifying it further and getting super crystal clear on it is going to empower you to know how to handle every single situation that arises. You know, whenever I first had a membership, I started that membership with the Wedding Photography Masterclass in 2018. And what I found was that man, I was so focused on the impact and the transformation of my clients. But what I discovered is that there's so many things that are going to come up 
within the membership that really comes down to running the business of the membership, the step-by-step customer service, just different things, different questions that I did not anticipate. And it was through the experience of coaching them weekly that I began to develop more systems and more processes. And so I think a lot of times understanding the how can hold us back in action, but I just want to empower you right now and letting you know that just starting is the process of discovering the how, because as you start, you're going to discover more things that need to be added in place. And so taking really good account as you're moving through your business, okay, this is a situation here, this could come up again can I create a process to minimize this? Or is there something that I can do on the front end to prevent this situation in the future? And so getting really clear on who and how is the first thing that I really had to zone in on. And the second thing here that I had to get crystal clear on was my daily focus. Where am I sending my energy? Our thoughts, our emotions are so powerful. And if we're caught up in the little things that don't really matter in our lives, Maybe it's worry or fear or doubt, something in the future that isn't even real yet. You know, it's like right now there's so much possibility. And so for me, I had to really start to become aware of what am I giving life to in my life? Like what fears am I actually bringing more energy to than the things that I actually want to bring more impact And so really getting clear on where I'm sitting my energy. And within this daily focus, I focused on two main things, which was time and schedules. And time meaning how much time am I spending on a specific task? I think this is something that can feel really monotonous and just like unimportant. But I think that it is vital to know how much time certain tasks are taking you. And what I have found is this when it comes to time and task is that I can make out the most beautiful schedule over the week and just say like, this is how it's going to go and get super crystal clear. And then I go and I do it and it can form its own frustrations because things take longer than you think. I can guarantee almost nine times out of 10, this is going to happen for you. And so when things take longer than you're expecting within your business, it's so important to not move out of flow. Whenever we are upset that something is taking longer than we want it to, we are not in a state of acceptance and surrender and trust. Instead, we are wanting to control how long it's taking. And so be encouraged to accept how long something takes, but also to ask yourself with curiosity, is there a better way to handle this? Is there a way to take action on this task that could reduce the amount of time? Or is it okay the amount of time? And really just looking at it from a curiosity perspective, almost like a computer looks at data. The computer is not going to look at the information and get sad or upset or not feel good enough that it took a longer amount of time. It's just going to prioritize and to shift. And this is what you need to do within your own life. And so the more that you are aware of how long certain tasks are taking, the more power that will be in your hands. And then within this schedules and boundaries. And so when it comes to this, what I mean is really having solid communication with the people in your family especially if you're a mom. If you're a mom and you're managing so many different hats, I see you, I adore you, you are a superhero. And you know, I think moms just don't get enough credit for everything that they have to balance. And I am speaking from my own experience, I get it. And so I want you to know that your power is in your voice thoughts and feelings, beliefs first, but then being able to speak and take ground for yourself and say, this is the time that I need to work. This is the vision that I hold. And if you did miss one of my previous episodes last week, I talked about how to co-create a life together. And so that could be a really powerful episode in helping you understand how to do that with someone that you love. Now, I didn't talk specifically about boundaries, and sometimes boundaries can be limitations in themselves, but ultimately, understanding how to navigate life with someone else 
and create an environment that is supportive to productivity, to organization, to getting things done. It's not about the hustle. The hustle comes when you're not crystal clear, when you're uncertain and you're doing all the things and you don't have the boundaries. This element here comes first because I am all about having it all. You can have it all, okay? Let me tell you, it is possible. I live day by day in what feels good, what feels like freedom. And even though I work and even though I spend hours pursuing this path, it is a passion, it is a joy, and it feels good. It feels like freedom. And so that's how your days should feel. And if they don't, well, then I would love to get to know you and work with you closer. Stay tuned for more of that soon. All right, number two, let's dig into this. So number two is I healed my blocks. And I just want to share healing your trauma, healing your past, old beliefs is absolutely everything in the manifestation process. The number one reason that you are not living your dream life, if you look around and maybe don't love how things are looking, is within your beliefs. And that can be such a kick in the bum. It's like, what? You're telling me that all of this is from my own doing? And that is so challenging. I remember for myself, it really comes down to taking responsibility for your reality, which then actually puts the power in your hands to create a new reality. So although it can be challenging to think about, it is also expansive and gives you the freedom back instead of operating based on a pattern. And so in this, I also want to share that healing your blocks to manifesting financial freedom is, yes, a number one step. But there's this beautiful duality here where it is important to heal, but also healing can be a distraction in itself. I think this, especially in this time of this awakening that's happening within the collective consciousness right now, there's this constant message of heal, heal, heal. And yes, it's beautiful, but it's in your awareness and your curiosity that you begin to know yourself, that you begin to observe yourself and see yourself in the action of the block. And when you see yourself and you're aware of yourself in an action or a belief that is of limitation, it's in that moment that you have the power to say, right here, right now, I'm going to choose something different. And every time you choose a different belief or a different action, you are quite literally rewiring your brain. You are showing your subconscious that you are following a new path and you are doing it with positive emotion because you are empowered in that decision. And that in itself is healing your blocks. And so you can only go back to the things that are traumas or heartbreaks, setbacks in your past so often until it eventually becomes a block itself. And so it is about healing the blocks, but really and truly when it comes for me in manifesting that first million dollars, it came with that awareness and curiosity. And within my business and with everything that I was doing with came to money in my hands, I would ask myself, is this how a millionaire would handle this? And that simple question changed everything for me because really for me, it was like, okay, I want to embody the version of myself that already is experiencing a million dollars. And so if I already have a million dollars, I am not worrying about money. So that was like a first thing. The fact that I'm worrying about money means that I'm not embodying this millionaire version of myself. And so I slowly just began to identify actions and things that I was doing that was not aligned with the millionaire. And I began to notice that actually some of the things that I was doing was wasting time. I thought that I needed to do it because I needed to plan or to preserve money or do certain things within my financial reality, but ultimately it was so limiting and only reaffirmed my own worry. And so I just began to change my actions. And what I also found was that a lot of our beliefs around money can be so deeply rooted. A lot of them come from childhood, from religion, and from past experiences, how we saw others handle money and other stories. 
And what I've come to know is that we will negotiate for our limitations. We will fight to be limited. (laughs) And so I just began to ask myself, am I negotiating for a limitation here? Is this actually serving me to align to this belief? Is this the alignment to the millionaire? And so if we argue for our limitations, we get to keep them. So I began to just ask myself, in what ways am I negotiating for this limitation? And I began to see a lot of things that I was negotiating, you know, and it it just was very, very eye-opening for me. I also began to ask myself, is this serving the bigger vision or am I trying to look good to others? Am I trying to please others? Am I getting distracted by shiny objects? And so with this, really, it's about when we're spending money, a lot of times we're not actually centered on the bigger vision. We are fulfilling a smaller part of ourselves, maybe the part that hasn't healed yet, and it's creating this block to the abundance. We tell ourselves we need to buy this thing when actually, do we? Do we actually need that thing? Am I trying to keep up with the Joneses, so to speak, and really getting clear on what is the quality of my life really look like when I cast out that vision? And for me, one thing that I really was doing was I was getting so caught up in fashion. And it's not to say that fashion is bad or fashion is wrong or any of those things. I think that it can be really, it's unique to the individual. And so for me, there were times when it was an abundant feeling within that really manifested into these opportunities of having really nice things and clothing myself and luxury. But there were also times that I was looking to purchase something and it wasn't from this true essence within, this true desire, this true love for what I was purchasing. It actually was, this will look good for these people. And I began to see this action and I started to cut it out. And there were other things that I was doing also. That was just one example, but I really began to get crystal clear on how am I blocking my own abundance by trying to look abundant? This can come up in many different ways for different people. It doesn't have to be clothes. It could be organization tools. It could be anything under the sun. And I think that you know when it's a soul-driven purchase, when it truly is unique to you. But if it's one of these things, looking good for others, pleasing others, and possibly getting distracted by shiny objects, then it's a wake-up call to say, Why do I feel the need to spend money in that way? I also began to ask myself, in what ways am I resistant to money? Am I welcoming money into my life? Am I loving money so that it loves me back? These are some questions that I ask myself. Because what I found is that, especially when coaching entrepreneurs, there's often this fear to raise prices. So many times I've worked with people incredible women with incredible talents and skills and beautiful gifts to impact others. And when I talk about raising their prices, I've looked people in the face and said, okay, girlfriend, you have to raise your prices. You are not charging enough. (laughs) And they know it, but deep down they're like, oh, I don't know. You know, right now I'm not even booking enough. And one thing that I found within myself is that oftentimes when we look at our reality and we tell ourselves that the people aren't spending money on a certain product or service based on what we're seeing. Maybe they're not spending it because what you're offering is so much more valuable that it doesn't line up. And something in their subconscious is like, warning, warning, this doesn't make sense. And this happens so much. I can't tell you how many times I've had clients raise their prices and come back to me and say, oh my gosh, I started getting more bookings and more sales. And It just happened. All I did was raise my prices when before they were experiencing this lack in a lower price point and there was this desperation to please buy my product, make the sell with me, you know? And ultimately, it's just because what they had was so good, they couldn't even see it. And the people that they were offering it to knew that something wasn't lining up. And so I began to look within myself and say, okay, Are there areas that I am resisting money? Are there things within myself that I am telling myself I'm not worthy of it? I'm not good enough. I'm not there yet. So I'm not going to charge that number. 
And so I began to just have this practice of welcoming in money. And I remember even having cash in my hand and I would put it up to my chest and close my eyes and just say, I love you. And just healing this relationship that I had to money because for so long it was this thing that meant I was good enough or it meant I did a good job. And when we love something, we give it free will. We see it for what it is really. And money is just energy. And so I began to see it as this opportunity giver for myself and my experiences in my life. And I began to heal that perspective of money of I needed to do something to have it. I just deserved it. And that became my story. And so I began to really heal that perspective of it's bad to love money. I even remember back whenever I was doing this work and I still, as I said, I continue to do this work. This is not something like I did it one time and poop a million dollars. It's like, no, it's it's ongoing. But there's this verse that says, um, it's easier, let's see if I can say it correctly. It's easier for a rich man to get through the eye of a needle than it is to go to heaven, something of that nature. And it's just like, you know, if you really read that entire chapter there, it's actually talking about the heart of the person and what money can do to the person with a greedy heart. You know, money doesn't make you greedy. It actually expands who you are. And so if someone is already greedy or already has focus on the things that are not going to truly serve them, then that person is going to just become more greedy with money. And so really and truly, that's where it goes back to money's not actually the answer. It's what's within you that is. And so money is not the evil. It's what are we activating with money? And so for me, what I have come to know is that money allows me to expand my impact on the world. It allows me to give back. It allows me to teach you and others how they can also experience this financial freedom for themselves. And it's through this path that we can help others. I think that there can be this thing of like, oh, well, you know, how can I have a lot whenever other people don't have anything? And what I have come to know, I've always thought about, you know, you can give them money, you can give them things all day, but what really benefits people who don't have is to teach them how they can have for themselves. It's within the mind that they are empowered into a new way of being. And while these things that we give them absolutely can save lives and are required to get them to a place of stability in their environment and their reality to then take the next step. And so really, if we can teach people to heal, to discover themselves and to expand from within, to have abundance within, then they are then empowered to have enough for themselves. Because believe me, there is enough to go around. There is enough to go around. Number three is build momentum. I really feel that this was a huge part in my ability to experience a million dollars the first time was having momentum. And what I have found is that when you gain momentum, you also will gain confidence. Because in momentum, you're gaining experience. You're gaining competence. Your ability to do something really, really well is expanding. And it's like, you know, if you've ever ran for a few miles, it's like that first mile can feel kind of challenging. The second and third, you're, you know, you're starting to get into this point of just on autopilot. And that's what momentum is in your business and your financial picture is it just begins to become natural. It just begins to flow. And so a few things that I really worked on within myself to gain this momentum was I asked myself, what is my secret sauce? I really, in the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey, I felt like I was good at everything and nobody could do it like me. And that was a huge limitation that I had, especially as an artist, which is how I you know, began my entrepreneurial journey. It was like, nobody can do it like me. I'm not going to hire a team. It's me and me alone. <laughs> And I know people, I just want to create space for this reality as well. I do know people who have reached a million dollars alone and it's perfectly fine. And in fact, whenever I reached a million dollars, I only had one person with me. And so it's not impossible. You don't have to have a team, but when you are looking at your focus, where you're sending your energy and your time, knowing who you're impacting and how, then really dives into this next question that I'm talking about right now, which is, what is your secret sauce? 
And so I began to ask myself, what actions can only I do in the business? Like, how am I lying to myself? Because <laughs> obviously there are experts out there who can do an even better job than me. And I am not the expert at every single area of my business. And so really zoning in on what is it that I create the impact in? What actions are actually creating a big difference in the lives that I'm working with? And every time I would start to do a task, one way I would do this is I would just say, okay, do I need to do this? Is this fulfilling? Does this feel like freedom? And the more that I got crystal clear on this, the more that I was able to strip away certain parts of my day and my focus and my time that actually weren't moving me in the direction of my dreams. And so what I find a lot of time with my clients that I've worked with is that there's this desire to say yes to things that don't actually fuel the big dream. I have, even myself, I have done this where I will say yes to certain opportunities that I know don't actually fulfill the bigger dream, but that will give me money. And it's like, how many things are we saying yes to just because of money, but not because it fulfills the bigger vision? And so it's like, yeah, you do get money now, but how much time did that take from you that you could have been sending to the bigger vision? And now how much longer have you been distracted from what you actually are here to do. And so for me, that was something that I began to start to peel away and start to get honest with myself and start to make changes within the things that I was doing on a daily basis and the agreements that I was making with other people just for money, because that was not going to cut it anymore. And in some of those actions that I was doing on a daily basis, I began to notice that I could make systems and processes. And so I would get a Google Doc out and I would write, you know, all the steps of what I'm doing and began to ask, you know, what things could I delegate? And for me, with an online business and coaching other entrepreneurs, if you have an online business, you know, there's funnels involved. There's an email list. There are up to 30 to 50 different emails that we are working through. You know, it's like, there's a lot of systems at place. There's different software that's connecting and speaking to one another. There's sales pages and checkout pages and webinars and CTAs and all these things. And then you add ads onto it if that's something that you're doing. For me, it, it has been a part of my process and it has been awesome in getting new eyes on my services over the last 15 years. But what I have found is that once you gain expertise in those areas, it's really just a matter of steps. And so if someone else can do those steps and actually do them even better, that saves me so much time so I can be doing the things that are in my zone of genius, that are in alignment with the impact that I'm here to create in the world. And so that was something that really allowed me to gain momentum, to have essentially like, you know, three of myself how can I have three Marissas going at once versus just myself doing everything? One thing that I will share in this is that there were risks. There were financial risks and financial investments. There were times that I made the investment even when it didn't make sense on paper because I had absolute faith in the bigger vision. And I think from the outside looking in and someone who is not really in this work of manifesting your dreams, healing your past, and really discovering who you are, you kind of have to be a little insane to have such blind faith in something that isn't actually in front of you, to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that that dream, that vision is being fulfilled every moment you make a decision that is at the vibration of that dream. And so I did take a lot of really big risks, and some of these risks put me slightly in a financial bind. And it was a very short amount of time. And in the end, I always expanded and received more for the trust, for the surrender in the action when I knew deep within that it was the right decision. And I took that leap of faith. There were times when I did have to kind of sit still and, you know, hold on to that vision and maintain that vibration, even when I'm like, okay, you know, I just spent all this money. And now for the next two weeks, I need to just sit. <laughs> You know, I've had those experiences, 
But I can tell you that every time it paid back so much more. It has paid back infinitely. There are decisions that I made then that are continuing to pay back even now, a decade later. And so wherever you are, I'm not saying to go spend money on people to hire right now. You don't need to go hire 10 people right away. If you don't have anyone on your team, maybe it's just a VA. Maybe it's starting small. Maybe it's just asking yourself some of the questions I've gone through today and just getting really clear on what are the things that are not serving the bigger vision? How am I negotiating for my limitations? Are there actions here that actually I can hand over? And just getting clear on that, starting to make those Google Docs and prepare the soil for the team so that it can have a place to grow from. You don't want to plant the seed before you have the water to grow it. You know, you want to ultimately have the capacity and the certainty of what you're doing and why when it comes to hiring people. One analogy that I can share with you that actually really was impactful for me was when you look at a plant and you have it in a pot and that plant is supposed to grow, you know, 10 feet, let's say, and it grows three feet and you're looking at it and you're like, well, why isn't it growing? It's supposed to get to 10 feet. And someone looks at you and says, you know, well, if you want that plant to grow, you have to give it a bigger pot. And that really is what you're doing in your business when it comes to manifesting greater financial freedom, but also in any area of your life. It's expanding you. You are the pot and you are the container to hold all of this. And so that's what I mean whenever I say holding the vibration holding the vision. We have to be able to hold that vision. And that requires growth. It requires that we're embodying that higher version of ourself before it is here. And so that's the power of having a bigger pot, so to speak, having greater capacity. And that comes with asking these questions, gaining that momentum so that when you hire your first person, your second, your third person, maybe it's your 10th person, You are so crystal clear with direction of what that person is supposed to be doing, giving them the systems, making it easy for them so that it's easy for yourself so that that hire expands you immediately versus spending months working with that person and then just starting to gain momentum. Another thing within having momentum for me was consistency. There were so many things that I did that I was not paid for at the time. Everything I did was eventually paid for, but it required my trust. It required my certainty and my surrender and my consistency. I had to keep taking action regardless of circumstances because really and truly, there are no overnight successes. Now, I do believe that you can manifest things quickly, that it can happen overnight, but whatever it is that you desire, especially from a business standpoint, it takes time. And remember in the quantum, there is no time, but it's us humans here in this three-dimensional form that experience time. And so whatever your desire is, it already exists in the future. And it also exists within you on a feeling thought level. So whenever you consciously perceive and feel into that future and you continue to carry that energy into your action day by day by day, you are going to create such immense momentum. It's not just going to show up in your actions, but it's going to show up in how you show up, the way that you talk, the way that you carry yourself, the certainty you have when you're making sales. And let me tell you, that is the biggest needle mover. Speaking of needle movers, number four, let's dig in. For me, it was noticing and expanding on the needle movers. And so instead of trying to do many things all at once, I realized that I had to be the best at my specialty. And so instead of looking at all the things that I could be doing, especially out there in social media, there's so many ideas from having an Amazon shop, affiliates, you know, all these things are great. And you can have more than one thing going. I'm not saying that you shouldn't or that you can't. Ultimately, listening to that still small voice of love always guiding you is what's going to serve you best. But for me specifically, I was being tempted with all these things and I wanted to create this and that and this and that. And there were so many options and so many paths and things that I could do. And I had to get really crystal clear on, is it actually another product that I need to create to make money? 
or is it just the funnel itself? Like if I can make this funnel better, would that actually create more financial freedom than creating another product? Because creating another product or creating another pathway for money to come in actually requires more time on my end and a longer commitment in the impact that I'm giving. And so what I found is just simplifying to amplify, as Marie Farlio says, love her. And so simplify to amplify. What is it for me, for example, I was looking at, you know, we had a webinar going and there was a beautiful funnel in place. And so we just began to study the data. We began to look at how many opens is this email getting? Can I change this email a little bit? Are people responding to this email where we've asked them to? If they're not, can we change that a little bit? And rewriting everything. Okay, how did that perform? Watching it, changing the timing of when those emails go out. Maybe they need a follow-up six weeks later. Will that catch more people? You know, and just really looking at the needle movers within my funnel. If you have a product, of course, that's going to be a little bit different. Are people responding to the things that you're creating? Is the thing that you're doing actually successful? Now, is it the product? Is it the offer? Or is it the behind the scenes thing that's actually marketing and selling it that will create the biggest needle mover? Because I can tell you right now that if you expand on the needle movers within what you already offer, you are going to live more your dream life. Because when I talk to people about their dream life, it is always about freedom of time, being able to spend time with those they love without the stress of work, being able to travel and not worry about work. And yes, money is involved and nice things and beautiful experiences, but ultimately it's that freedom to have the time to do all of these things, to experience all of these things. And let me tell you, if you create more products and more offers and more things to sell, you are going to have less and less time. So when you are simplifying and really focusing in on the needle mover, you're actually creating more momentum. You're creating more opportunity for you to live in freedom. And so for me, it was really getting clear on what are the needle movers in my business? What are the things that I can tweak to make massive shifts within that financial picture, thus impacting more people, which is really what we're here to do. And so number five is be authentically you and all that you do. This is the most magnetic version of yourself. And this really goes back to number two, which is healing the blocks. Because, you know, the way you show up online, I know sometimes for many, many people, myself included, for years was, what are people going to think about me? How do I look right now? You know, am I saying it the right way? Like, am I cool enough? Whatever it is, it just prevented me from being truly a hundred thousand percent me. And the only way that I was going to create this impact was to reveal all that I was, not necessarily to share things about myself in detail, but all that I was in terms of my essence, my energy, my true raw being, you know, really showing who I am, being true to who I am without fear of judgment or worry about what other people would think of me, really focusing in on I feel led to share this in this way and then doing it and listening to that voice instead of this person shared something like this. Oh, I probably should share something like that. Okay. And then thinking about, okay, well, if I'm going to look this way, then I need to put this on and, you know, getting all up in my head of how I want to show up in my business when actually really just zoning into that voice within that's guiding me. I am naturally going to show up and take action in alignment with that greater purpose I feel led to follow. And so when I started to make that shift within myself and really heal those parts of myself and love those parts of myself and just kind of wrap myself up in compassion and, and really within my own being to acknowledge that I'm good enough, that I'm worthy, that I deserve a seat at the table, and that by holding myself back, I actually was limiting other people because when they weren't able to experience my authenticity, they weren't able to really receive the impact I'm here to create. And so that's the power of being your most magnetic self, which is your most authentic self. 
is that you naturally draw people to you. People look at you and say, in their subconscious, they're just like, what's different? I need to figure it out. Like, why is this person so real when I'm struggling to be real myself? And people desire this raw and real connection, especially nowadays when everything is so fake and so, you know, showing just the highlights. When you can be truly authentically yourself, not only are you going to create offers, services, products that are more connected to your purpose, but you are creating something that is more needed in the world because you're creating from a place of true essence versus that analytical mind that's always computing and calculating and is not within that soul-driven purpose. That was huge for me. And so a quick recap of the five things that really allowed me to bring in my first million dollars was one, getting crystal clear on who I'm here to impact and how. And number two was, where am I sending my daily focus? How many times am I distracted by notifications? How much time am I spending in my emails, you know? And having clear communication, setting boundaries so that I had an environment that supported the work that I knew I was here to do. Number two was healing those blocks. And in doing so, really understanding how you've been blocking money from coming into your life. And remember, sometimes healing those blocks is simply in your relationship with yourself. It's not necessarily in the healing and the focus of the healing. Sometimes healing happens on a daily basis through higher living, higher thoughts, higher emotions, making new decisions that create new neural pathways. And if you truly do feel like you need help in healing a trauma, there are times when seeking professional help really will give you that point of momentum, if you will, to heal from that. Sometimes there are practices and different techniques that can be shared with you that really help you connect to your subconscious and heal those wounds. And that can be the catalyst for your daily awareness. And so both are important. Number three is build momentum and really understanding how you're limiting money coming into your life so that you can become a more free vessel to create the impact, which then will give you back that financial freedom because you are in a place of expansion in that. Number four, notice and expand on the needle movers. Simplify to amplify. Really get crystal clear on what am I doing that's not working and how can I fix it? Trying different things, getting curious about your funnels or the offers that you have within your business, shifting the copy, shifting the way that you show up. And in that number five, which is being authentically you in all that you do. And so these were the five things for me that I believe really allowed me to create that financial freedom and still to this day do. And within this, you know, I think a lot of times when we are acting on a daily basis, if we look micro actions each and every single day, if you follow these five steps, you're going to start to see how you are limiting your productivity limiting your organization, limiting your impact by not being fully who you are. Maybe you're creating offers or purchasing things that really are not serving the bigger vision. And when you're doing this, you are creating a block to that million dollars or whatever number it is for you. And so I really believe that for me, these are the things that I continue to focus on. And I think one of the biggest things in it all is just loving myself enough to look at myself in the mirror and say, okay, Marissa, what are the things we need to work on? What are the beliefs that are holding us back? Are there things that we haven't even thought of that we could zone in on to create more financial freedom, more joy in my life, more peace in my life? Is it something as simple as increasing my meditations? You know, I meditate every day. And I would say that's number six bonus for you right there is Meditation has been huge in my own journey of discovering myself and becoming more aware of myself and my connection to the divine and really, really uncovering what I'm here to do. I think without the meditation, without the studying and reading and my mornings, I think that a lot of this could almost be pointless. And so really and truly, it's that relationship with yourself the more that you know yourself, the more that you reclaim your life. Because when we walk through life 
not knowing who we really are, not aware of the patterns and the things that we're doing that are distracting us from what we're actually here to do, then we start doing things based on a program within our subconscious. And it's like, you know, you look around and it's like, why is my life this way? And you have the power to change it. You are blessed with an intelligent mind. You are blessed with a connection to yourself and to God. And it's up to you to tune into that and to be in flow with it. And when you do, life is fun. It becomes easy. Yes, there are challenges and there's tests and hurdles along the way, but you always have this deep connection and it is guiding you. So you're never alone. You're never left empty-handed. You always have this rich abundance within you of certainty that no matter what, it's going to be okay. You're going to make it through this. And I just believe in you so much. And I hope that through sharing these five things that you are feeling empowered, that you're going to start looking at your business and your financial picture in a new way, and that you are going to continue to step forward in what you're here to do. I'm so proud of you for opening your heart and your mind to this conversation. And I know that you are worthy of it all. I love and adore you. And I cannot wait to see you in our next episode. If you are interested in expanding your understanding in the manifestation process and how to expand your ability to manifest quicker with higher quality, then you're going to want to tune into the next episode because this is something they don't talk about out there in the manifestation world. And so I'm going to be going deep on this one. So don't miss the next episode. And if you are really feeling empowered today and just feeling like you could conquer the world, I would love to ask you to be so kind as to give a five-star rating and to leave a review on how this show has impacted your life, even in the smallest of ways It would mean the world to me and it will help us reach more people just like you who are looking for answers and looking for a path to live in their dream life today. They're ready to experience it. And if you have felt yourself drawing closer to your dream life, then I know that these people are going to experience that too. So let's help to share the light by leaving a review and a five-star rating. Thank you in advance for doing so. I appreciate you. I love and adore you. And I will see you next time here on The Marissa Morrison Show. Here we are again at the conclusion of another episode. I'm sending you a virtual hug and I want you to know I am so proud of you for staying committed to your dreams. It's all possible and it begins with you. If you'd like to discover more support, visit marissamorrison.net where I have created opportunities for you to connect expand, and to evolve into your greatest potential. Until next time, friend, I'm thinking of you and sending you all my love.